0: Chris, thank you for joining us. Chris is the senior marketing, sports marketing, and social media manager at the Upper Deck Company, and someone I've known in the hobby for a long time. First on the agenda, I want to talk with you about the success of the EPAC program. I know uh, Upper Deck Series 1 hockey sold out. And also, you mentioned something to me that there's a program that's going to help hobby shops, which... um, you know as you're well aware there there has been you know some criticism on the shop side uh, about the EPAC program so what's up what
1: what is this program that's going to kind of bridge the gap if you I got a lot of feedback from retailers especially in Canada about at the industry summit and uh, we wanted to take a lot of their ideas their thoughts um, since the platform had only been out for about a month at the time and uh, try to figure out how we can make them part of this Process. Uh, so there's a few things that we've done, you know, right off the bat. Uh, first and foremost is just having a dealer locator on the platform. That's you know a no-brainer and that exists now. Uh, the two other big things, uh, you know, immediately that have been implemented are uh, one, making sure that there's both a enough time between the hobby launch and the EPAC launch, and uh, b with that making sure the pricing is uh, in line with giving them the best advantage. You know, we want to drive people to hobby shops. Uh, but what we've, you know, created is pretty cool. You know, people enjoy using it. Um, so, you know, it's, it's it's important that we give those shops a long lead time with the product and uh, the best pricing with it. And they're going to continue to enjoy that. The other thing that's big that, you know, I think gets lost is that Hobby shops are going to continue to enjoy exclusivity on the vast majority of hobby releases. Really, what we wanted to do with this program is is find those lapsed collectors, to find new collectors in the in the Connor McDavid year, and uh, and find those people who are more into ease of use and uh, you know ways to interact with brands you know from their phone, uh, because more and more people love that ease of use functionality. So. Uh, the thing we're doing for the hobby shops is also going out to all our registered EPAC users. Um, we did it for the launch of SPX, and now we're doing it for when we have a couple of different uh, products in the pipe. So uh, next week, we're going out to all those EPAC users and saying, hey, OPC Platinum's out, Contours is out, uh, you got to go check these out at your local hobby shop. So we're letting those cool. users know that there's more to the trading card landscape than. Just Upper Deck Series 1, MVP, and Upper Deck Series 2, which they're which they're uh, getting today. And then the biggest thing, I think, is just making hobby shops part of the, uh, you know, involving them more in, in what we're doing and what we're creating and how we evolve this program. Uh, so Mike Phillips, our director of sales, and myself are, are working uh, on coming up with an advisory board made up of hobby shop owners where, uh, you know, they're going to have a say in uh, some of the programs and things that we're doing uh, in the future to help hobby shops and make sure that they're still very relevant and, and definitely, you know, they've always been our backbone. So we don't want to, you know, hurt them, but we have to evolve, you know, it's important for uh, us as a brand and us as a manufacturer to continue to evolve and, and be part of what's next. Uh, that innovation is what we were born on and, and we'll continue to do that. So there's a lot more coming that I can't really touch on for hobby shops, but uh more than anything it's just protecting their pricing giving them the first opportunity and making sure that all of these users that we are now you know have information on and ways to reach out to know about other releases that are hobby exclusive
0: very cool very cool it's good to hear i mean obviously you guys have are very <coughs> in tune and with the backbone of the hobby, with the the brick and mortar stores, you guys have put a lot of emphasis on uh, catering to them. With some of you know the practices you guys have instilled with authorized um, distribution and selling, and so it's nice to see that you guys are well aware of you know some of those issues and are addressing them. I'm, I'm glad to see it.
1: Yeah, the other um, something thing that's big got... is. Oh, go is... Ahead continuing to share learnings with them. And, and we are getting data on collectors through this platform that we've never had before because all these hobby shops throughout North America, they're independent you know, business people. They don't report back data to us uh, like we get from Walmart or Toys R Us. Uh, so that's been tricky for us. So now for the first time, we're really getting some great data on who our customers are, what they're. Purchase patterns are like, and a lot of it's data that you know we shared with uh, some shops preliminarily, and you know, in in uh, Hawaii, at the industry summit, and you know, finding out things that the vast majority of EPAC purchases are taking place between eight o'clock at night and eight o'clock in the morning. So, if you're a hobby shop that's closing at six o'clock, that's not so good. And again, the vast majority are taking place from Friday to Sunday. So, if you're closing down on Sunday or Saturday, like a lot of shops do you're really missing the boat. So those are the types of learnings that we can start to share with them to help them become better business people as well. Ivan, I know you had a question for Chris.
2: Yes. You know, I was talking and since I was typing, I actually had my mic on mute and I was just talking (laughs) silently for quite a while there. Technical difficulties, my fault, guys. Chris, great to have you on the show. Just kidding. Yeah, good to be here. Um, but yeah, I wanted to say, first off, that's that's great to hear, because obviously it is a changing landscape, but we all still love that part of the hobby. Um, so I love hearing about the connection to the shops. Now let me ask on the changing landscape portion, um, and it's funny. A lot of our chat room people have said the same thing. We're all looking forward to an app, though, so that we can do it on the go. So it's easy, convenient. Uh, do you have any news on that for us? Any updates?
1: I don't have a hard date, unfortunately. Uh, the The Android app will come ah. first, um, and we're targeting iOS after that. But uh, there've just been a lot of uh, hurdles with regard to that. So we're working through those. Mm-hmm. But uh, I use the app. I mean, the platform all the time on my smartphone and. Uh, I don't really have any issues with it. But I, I know an app uh, makes everything uh, a little more fun and it's, you know, a little bit more ease of ease of use. But uh, it is coming, but uh, it's not going to be tomorrow or next week. Okay. One of the things that Upper Deck really excels at is promoting the
0: uh, sport of hockey through various events and venues. Uh Tell us a little bit about uh, recapping the success you guys had at the Spring Expo. And then with the draft right around the corner, what plans you guys have in place for that?
1: So Spring Expo was incredible. Um, you know, we the main show that everyone goes to is the National. And um, I've had a lot of conversations with those guys. So, you know, sometimes it just, when you're there, it's just maybe it's because it's so big. But it just kind of feels a little bit like. Um, you know I could somewhat worry about the industry and then I go to Gen Con where there's a kajillion people and people are going crazy you know it's just kind of night and day but the expo in uh, Toronto if you have a fan is definitely something worth going because you will never feel better about our industry than uh, when you attend that show because very passionate fan base up there people come from Vancouver to Winnipeg you know all over the place you got tons of great dealers and uh, stuff you just never see unless you're in that room, and uh, it was incredible. We uh, in, in the fall when ud One released, uh, I brought up uh, seventy case break items. Uh, so I thought by bringing cool. seventy, you know, this time we'd be fine. Uh, I was able to finagle some things to get up to eighty-five, but we moved through that eighty-five by uh, Saturday at noon. So over eighty-five cases busted just like that. Wow! Some premium things, and then. The uh, box breaks were incredible all week long too. We we had a really cool setup with uh, Grosner who had this really cool lounge uh, area set up so people could break, you know, where they're not standing in line all day. You know, no more lines. Uh, it was it was a really great customer experience I think, and mm-hmm. something that we're planning on making some big tweaks for the national on uh, in terms of how people you know can open product and enjoy the product. So. Uh, that was incredible, uh, incredible pulls, great responses uh, from fans. And really what I think we're seeing this year with hockey is uh, people are are they got into it with you, with Tim Hortons, really kept up with it. And then, mm-hmm. you know, they're great taking their promotion. spots. So it's uh, it's been incredible. Uh, and then for the draft, uh, I've got some really cool things for that. Uh, we're seeing a little bit of, of slowness with regard to, uh, uh, trading card, hockey card sales in Canada. And I think primarily because viewership on the playoffs is down a little bit up there because there's no team up there, uh, in the playoffs. So, uh, what we think that a lot of what we're, the data we're seeing is that most fans up there are really gearing up for the draft. (coughs) So I have a pretty cool set in the works that we're going to announce next week. But it's basically an homage to the best draft picks for all the Canadian franchises in Buffalo. So that's going to be really cool, and I'm going to include hmm. some uh, redemption elements to that, where people can get uh, win items out of the the sets we're creating. That will not just be uh, you know available in uh, Buffalo; they'll be available throughout all those cities up there uh, for draft nights, uh, which is going to be really cool. But we'll give redemption items for. The number one pick, the number two pick, and those redemption items will be specifically released to those cities. So, if you're a hobby mm-hmm. shop in Toronto, you're going to have the opportunity to pull uh, in your shop those redemption cards for Toronto uh, draft picks, which is going to be really neat. Very well, that's cool. That's interesting.
2: That actually, um, this is a slight rewind, but that just makes me, um, not to compare companies by any means, but- sure. A lot of companies do really good things. Um, Panini uh, did some really great things live during the draft with their Gridiron app. Um, I've been intrigued by the fact that ePAC is really about matching to a physical card instead of being a standalone. Do you see some things coming up where you might have some digital exclusives that are set apart so you can have day of releases of products like that? Um, that are digital that could have some exclusivity to them in the EPAC app as well as what you're talking about.
1: We do. It's cool. I've been in. Uh, I was in meetings all day on EPAC, and uh, we have meetings again all day tomorrow. So we have COMC out here. We have Dynamics out here. <coughs> We're just talking through some of the the hurdles that we've had so far, and and what our functionality is going to be going forward, and laying out calendars, and all that good stuff. And man, all I can say is we really are. Just scratching the surface with what we're able mm-hmm. to provide today, um, I think within three to six months, uh, people are going to be blown away with what EPAC becomes. Like, I'm I'm just like giddy about some of the things coming down the pipe. So, uh, it's just great because again, uh, what we didn't want to do is have a platform that is only digital. Uh, we firmly believe that this hobby revolves around physical trading cards. Uh, and that's really what we wanted to provide collectors, and especially we see EPAC as the easiest way to get people to sample or try uh, what it's like to open up a trading card pack. If they're, you know, not going to go into a hobby shop or Toys R Us or come to one of the events we're at, it's so easy to do. So um, we're mm-hmm. doing a lot of spends to try to get. Uh, people to just give it a whirl, and it's the easiest sampling experience we can ever have. And once people are on online, we're seeing that they're spending a lot of time on the EPAC uh, platform. So after we launched mm-hmm. trading, it's gone up to about 15 to 20 minutes per customer is spending on per session. And if their session mm-hmm. sa- times out, like mine sometimes times does when I'm on the phone, it uh, starts anew. So th- the reality is, people are probably spending even longer on there. So it's been incredible.
0: Now here I thought the easiest way for people to open packs was packs to the people.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I was, I was talking with uh, Andrew who does our packs to the people. I, I would love to see him do a e-pack version of that. So we've been trying to plan that out, which would be pretty fun.
0: Cool. We had a question come from the chat room. Has upper deck ever considered (coughs) making a, a breaker, a box break product, uh, you know, exclusively for group case breakers?
1: We have. Uh, it's been talked about for a while. I'm trying to think. We kind of reconfigured SP GameUse to deliver a little bit better like that. Um, and there have been talks about uh, a, a product that would be specifically for uh, breakers. Uh, it's not on the docket right now for sixteen seventeen, 17 uh, primarily because we're... Uh, trying to thin things out and make sure that we have the right amount of releases. So there's going to be less releases next year um, But I'm not to say that it's it it couldn't still happen. So um, We just probably need to little hear a little bit more from the, uh, collectors on the boards or uh, from our authorized group breakers if that's something that they want
0: we've uh, already opened a box of SPX hockey tonight and are in the we're in the middle of doing the giveaway when, when you joined us. Uh, we got a 06 Retro Rookie Auto Jersey, number to 399, dollars a redemption for Connor Hellebuck, a oh, Nick cool. Cousins Rookie Jersey, right. and an uh, Oliver Ekman Larson Jersey card, as well as some uh, uh, trilogy updates, some SPX rookies. Uh, I like the uh, shift change. Inserts, we got yeah. Alexander Barkov and Connor McDavid, Yeah. Uh, so that was very cool. Uh, Stick Wizards, another very cool insert. Uh, so we are going to give th- this entire stack of cards away to a single person in our chat room oh, tonight. sweet. Yep, and then uh, later on t- during the show, we'll be opening uh, boxes of Contours Hockey. It's a fun break.
1: And one of my favorites fleer showcase yeah that was that was the one at spring expo that people were really going crazy for and it's just a Hmm. it's a really great break tons of rookie content awesome uh
0: before we let you go anything else you want to detail us with
1: no i i think that uh we're very blessed this i mean it's a great season to collect hockey cards not just because of connor mcdavid i mean we're seeing Matt Murray with the Penguins go crazy as a goalie and demand um, like we, he was a late call up, but some of his OPC Platinum cards are selling for 30, 40 dollars for just, you know, pretty much regular cards. So it's uh I it's love a really him. great time. I mean, it's not just him. It's this. I think we're going to look back five years from now and say that this is probably one of the deepest rookie classes of any sport any year. It's just been uh, mm. it's been a lot of fun. So. Uh, and we're we're setting up to have another incredible year because as as the Toronto Maple Leafs go, there Toronto Maple Leafs are like the New York Yankees for, for hockey cards. And for them to have three incredible players and William Nylander being a carryover, so his stuff's going to be right off the bat, uh, but there's about 10 guys that they debuted after the draft, so that's awesome. After our cutoff, I mean, they're going to have uh, Austin Matthews for all, most likely, and then Mitch Marner is a player that doesn't get talked about nearly enough, who is uh, is going to be incredible for, uh, for Toronto next year. So uh, for there to be that many rookie cards for the Maple Leafs right off the bat, I mean, tremendous, tremendous value. And Maple Leaf collectors have been dying to have something to cheer for for a long time. So that's going to be, uh, a, again, another banner year. And thank you for joining us um, again. No, uh, this timing was actually won. perfect. Cause yeah, with everything going on with EPEC and everything coming up, uh, it's, it's a really cool time.
0: Cool. Well, we're going to talk to you next month, I hope. And, yeah. uh, don't hesitate to reach out if anything happens between now and then, and, uh, we'll talk to you soon.
1: Good luck to everyone who is, uh, trying to win those, uh, the SPX and the contours tonight should be a lot of fun.